Yeah. Uh, well, today's episode five or six. It's been a little while. Guys, I just want to, uh, today was in service today. And, uh, there's a lot of things that, you know, kind of bothered me. Uh, so as the service was going, um, our pastor, which is a new guy, basically was telling um, that God is happy, um, which is true. I believe that when we say those statements, I think we, when we don't talk about who he's happy with and uh, who God's wrath is against, I think we need to start dividing uh, the bone from the marrow. I think we start dividing the false and the true and dividing the believer and the non-believer because churches nowadays bring in uh, a lot of people that are unsaved, uh, false converts, um, and, and speak of God as happy, happy with the way you are, happy with what you're doing, happy because he's just a happy, happy, happy God. And they throw away scripture as God is angry at the wicked all day, every day. Um, to throw us away the scripture as God is a jealous and wrathful God. Um, God is angry at sin, sinners, um, period. There's nothing that you can say to say that's not right. Uh, Jesus mentions it himself in Luke when he talks about that those who believe in me, believe in the Son of God, but those who do not believe... The wrath of God still abides, abides upon them. It means the entire time the wrath of God is still there. Revelation talks about in the last days the wrath of God will be poured out. Now if God was happy all the time, every day, 24 hours a day with everything, you wouldn't need to pour out any kind of wrath. Just as much as if you're thirsty, you don't need to pour someone a drink if they're thirsty. If they're not thirsty... Well, that would be kind of pointless to pour them a big glass of water. Uh, but if they're thirsty, a uh, big glass of water sounds the greatest thing in the world at that moment when they're dying of dehydration. So again, please, please, please preach the entire word and know your congregation. Now, maybe he believed that everybody in there was saved, sanctified, and all going to heaven. But we know for a fact that is not accurate. It's not biblically accurate. It's not, uh, has no bearings on anything. It has no statistics behind it. Um, and also, to bring people into the church is uh, not really biblical. Uh, so, they wouldn't even understand because foolishness, it's all foolishness. It's all to an unbeliever, the unsaved, the, uh, the people going to hell. Uh, the church, the Bible, everything is, is foolishness. Uh, things that are, because they're not spiritual to be able to dis be discerned by carnal man. And so to bring them into a church and talk about this God that he's super loving. And all, I mean, that wouldn't cause nobody to turn. Uh, they talked about the goodness that God brings to repentance. But they got to think about when he says that he's talking to people that are believers just like the goodness of God should bring back the children of Israel. Uh, Paul's mentioning these things about the goodness of God. He's talking to believers. But the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom. 
And without fear of the Lord, you have no wisdom. You have no understanding. You're blind. You're deceived. You have no fear of God. Now, you can't have fear of something unless you understand that you are dead in sin and the wrath is coming upon you or is already upon you as a sinner. Now, I got into a discussion with somebody. You know, I'm going to use, I won't use these, but, you know, confessing Christian about we are sinners and we are not that we don't have that we still sin and that we are sinners in God's eyes and uh, we can sin and and uh, all these other topics now if anybody believes they're a sinner and a saint so you are holy before the Lord purified sanctified uh, clothed in his righteousness God sees you as he sees Christ and uh, you are in his perfection in his light you're not walking in darkness it's impossible to be a sinner and a saint now again sinner terminology is someone that first John talks about John the beloved talks about in first John if you continue in sin it means you're a sinner you're repetitively doing something just as you did when you were in the world you are a sinner and so you're continuing in sin and the wrath of God is still upon you but he says if you continue in your sin you are not of God but of the devil your father is not God Almighty but your father is the devil and so it's impossible for me to be a sinner and still be a saint. Now, yes, we sin. That is absolutely 100% sure that we sin. Now, we are not sinners. We do sin, but that's the reason Jesus says himself, no. Uh, yeah, I believe so. I'm going to say Jesus says, oh, no, sorry, John the Beloved again. It says, if we sin, that means there's a possibility of saint sinning, but he says, if we sin, not when, but if we sin, that means that there's a, de a decision to be made. If, that's a, if you do this or if you do that, that means there's a decision in the word if. It's either this or that, if or that, you know, you can do this or you can do that. Or if you do this, this is what's going to happen. Or if you do this, that's going to happen. It's still a choice. But John the Beloved says, if you sin, that means it happens. If you sin, you have a mediator between God and man, and that is the man Christ Jesus. Now, if you sin, if you don't sin, well, there's no point in having a mediator. So, but to say you're a sinner, I think is either one, you have no understanding, or two, you have a false doctrine of understanding. Now, if you walk around saying you're a sinner, I hear a lot of Baptists say these statements that you're a sinner, a lot of Lutherans and people of that nature, that I'm a sinner. But Paul addresses the Corinthian church, the most disgusting church in all, well, I wouldn't say the most disgusting, but it the most, a lot of craziness was going on. A lot of falsehood was coming into the picture, and Paul was addressing those things. And he had addressed them, which he needed to. Um, he had a 
you know, a, a wife of one of the elders or one of the people in the, in the church of God sleeping with their son or his son. And, you know, they were just all living in chaos and the way they were, you know, doing their prophetic words. There's just a lot of stuff was going on. But he didn't call any of them sinners. He still called them the saints of God. Even though they had issues, they were still the saints of God. And he addressed them. Hopefully a lot of them turned, but they were still saints. Now, to get into a discussion about somebody calling... If you want to call yourself a sinner, that's great. I mean, I would recommend it. I don't think it's healthy for you spiritually. I think it's actually more damaging than good. Just because you'll never know who you are in Christ. If you don't know who you are in Christ... You basically will never be able to, to, it'll be hard for you to mature. It'll be hard for you to understand the truth of God. It, it would be the same way as if you don't know who your father is. If God, the father or your father sees you as perfect, as holy, as, as sanctified, as pure before the Lord, as, as uh, he looks at you in, in wonder and amaze because you are just, not that you are good because he sees his son in you. So he sees Jesus, the perfect one, in you. And so he delights in you. You're not special like he has some kind of a picture of you in his uh, wallet of some kind. Or, you know, he has a picture of you in his, uh, in, on his refrigerator somewhere. And he just looks at you and goes, wow, you're just so amazing. Uh, well, that's not biblical. Everything is about him and him alone. His restoration is bringing back his children and also if you believe that everybody on this planet is a child of God you're wrong Paul addresses this again people that are saved is their father their father even Jesus mentions these to the Pharisees the religious people that were following the scriptures to their minds understanding and not their heart uh, he calls them vipers he calls them uh the father of the their their father is the devil. He calls them all types of stuff, but he never calls them the chosen ones of God. Now Paul addresses this also. If there was really an Israelite, I would be one of them. If there really was one, so that means that there really isn't any. It's only the chosen one. Now a lot of people go around saying they're Israelites, especially the movement of Black Israelites, which is a huge false narrative and demonic and straight cult from the pit of hell so if you run into these black israelites either walk away because they are pointless you can try to preach the message to them but they're hardened their hearts are hardened by the devil himself and so they'll have no idea they could not hear you anyways so i'm just uh grateful and thankful that uh, I'm not and don't fall into those kind of categories. Now, you are here listening at this moment in time because maybe the Lord has um, basically came to some uh, or had you come to some understanding or is you're dealing with something. Uh, but yeah, um, I'm here to help as best as I can. Now, I have a encouraging word and I also have... Um, a testimony. So I'll be brief. We were out on 4th of July. And this 4th of July that we were out was amazing. 
Uh, there were some fellowships with some people uh, that uh, we met on the internet. And so we were like, hey, let's go out and fellowship and, you know, let's go minister to the people around us. Cool. You know, we went out, we went to a big, gigantic park and just enjoyed uh, each other and then was able to walk around and just ask people if they needed prayer for anything or uh, whatever the, the situation might be that, you know, God brings. Uh, but a lot of prayer for people. A lot of people didn't need prayer, but I guess supposedly being in Texas, everybody is saved. So who needs prayer? Everybody's healed. So who needs laying the pants? Every, I mean, yeah, we ran into a lot of people that were like, no, I'm good. I'm saved. I'm a Christian. And let me get back to drinking my beer. Um, but I know, uh, according to the word of God, that's not true. And so, you know, we try to encourage them and, you know, and try to explain to them about reading their word. A lot of them come from Catholic backgrounds. And, and so just getting them to read their own word and don't be uh don't be based on man's interpretation or what man's telling you um so anyway so we ran into uh an older lady um and she was you know big lady but she said uh she needed prayer and we're like okay cool it's, it's three of us and uh thank you leo and uh tim for coming out and uh so anyway so the lady needed prayer she had pain in both of her knees uh, we usually ask if there's a rating scale. If she had like 10 is the worst pain in the world. Uh, unbearable. And 1 or 0 is absolutely nothing. Where was she at? And uh, one leg was about a 6. And the other one was about a 5. You know, it's, it's, it's painful. But, you know, it's livable. Now, anyway, so we were able to pray for both her knees. Now again, we have 30,000 people randomly stepping up to and asking... Do you uh, want prayer? Now, this lady gets healed in both of her knees. Praise God. We uh, were able to talk to her. We were able to minister to her. And uh, just tell her uh, the goodness of God. And, uh, and tell her that we are disciples of Jesus. And we just want to lay hands and pray for people. And, and just see God move in, in miraculous ways. Uh, second person, uh, it was towards the end. Again, we walked around and we got a lot of no thanks, no thanks. And then we came to another person, which the whole family was like, no thanks. But then there was a, a, a younger gentleman, probably in his mid-30s. And, and so he, his dad was sitting there and uh, he's like, yeah, can you pray for our dad? And, you know, we're like, okay, so what's, you know, what's going on? And he's like, well, he has, you know, issues with his feet. And we're like, okay, we can pray for that. And then he said... Uh, or the dad said that he also is struggling with um, Parkinson's. Now that's that's. I mean, God can heal all things if if we believe. Uh, God is a healer. We know the scriptures that we can quote over and over. Uh, by his stripes we were healed. And yes, people can use it as we are healed before the Lord. We are healed now. We are righteous. We are healed from the death sin. And um, you know, I believe all those things also. Um, but I believe that also we can lay hands just as Jesus did. He said, you'll do uh, greater things than I do when I leave to the Father and send you the Holy Spirit. Um, so anyway, so he's struggling with Parkinson's. He barely get up. His son helps him up. And, you know, we, we first we pray for his feet and his feet get healed. I mean, it takes you know, a good while. Don't give up. You know, if you do this, you know, I encourage you to do this. 
Um, but, you know, it took about three, four minutes for us to just really pray. And, and uh, God started moving and, and, you know, both of his feet got healed. It took about, like I said, two, three minutes or so, whatever. And then, uh, so we started praying for his head. Uh, I guess he fell about 20 plus years ago. He was an older gentleman, maybe in his, I don't know, maybe early 50s, late 50s. Uh, and so he fell when he was in his 20s and his head always had these headaches. He always had these pains. So if he moved at any kind of speed, um, you know, like if you're an attorney and you see something coming, uh, you turn real quick, he would get headaches like that fast. And so we used to start praying for his head to be healed, his brain, his head, and all those things, the ligaments and all that. And so he, uh, once we were done, his his uh, headaches started going away. And we're like, hey, you know what? Let's, he still had the shakes from the Parkinson's. And we're like, okay, let's keep praying for him. And you know, the shakes slowly start going away. And so we said, sir, can you get up? And uh, he, so he got up and he, his son was there and helping him up. And his other youngest son was there. And so his oldest son helped him up and we helped him up. And uh, so he, he basically starts walking and the son's kind of helping him. And, you know, he kind of kicks off his arm, you know, to the other son and says, you know, let me go. And we're like, okay. So he just starts walking by himself. So he's walking and walking, and he's kind of starts speed walking. You know, I was like, oh, okay. You know, again, we don't know what's going on. The son, the oldest son, is kind of walking next to him. And uh, so we're just walking along, walking along with him. And he turns around and comes back. And then uh, we have to help him sit down again. And he was just, he started, like, really believing God was healing him. So we started asking him again, like, you know, what's going on? What, what, what was just happening? He's like, you know, he started being encouraged. He's like, but I'm still afraid to fall I'm still afraid that I'm going to get hurt you know my son always has to help me up and I don't want to feel like I'm a burden to my son and I want to be able to do things on my own again you know I've been praying and so he said okay well let's pray again and let's let's see God move more and more in your life and so we just started really praying over him more and more all three of us and then the son started getting involved and the, and the, the son-in-law or the son's wife so the daughter-in-law uh, was praying also and the young son was kind of just standing back and watching and so we started praying and praying and praying more and you know two three minutes passed and we go okay I want you to stand up one more time so he stands up by himself I remember the first time I said he did not stand up by himself he stood up with help second time he stood up by himself no help we tried to help him but he got up in an instant by himself so he takes basically starts walking and we're walking with him he's walking at a decent pace you know he's 60 years old he don't really walk by himself too much and so he starts kind of walking at a decent pace and all of a sudden he breaks out in a jog now i'm not saying like a normal human being that's 100 healthy jog i'm talking a 60 year old guy or so that hasn't walked on his own in quite some time jogging now Okay, so imagine he's jogging. I'm not making this up. He's literally jogging. So he jogs probably about maybe 50 to 100 feet, something like that. He jogs and then turns around and kind of jogs back and then starts walking back. And we're still praying for him as he's walking. You can see, like, as he's moving, uh, he no longer has his uh, his shake. is not it's, it's not showing up. When he stops, it kind of shows up but not as frequent, but when he's moving, it goes away. It looks like 
when you look at him, he's walking free. So we're praying for him as he's walking back, you know, telling him and exalting God and telling him God is healing you. Believe it right now, right now, believe it. And uh, he got, he sat back by himself and sat down and he started crying. And he was telling us he has not done that. And we were like, we're asking the oldest son and the younger son. And we're saying, uh, we asked the younger son first. He says, I've never seen my dad. Because uh, he's like, I think he said he's 16 or 17. I said, he said, I've never seen my dad move like that. Usually, you know, my brother has to help him. And then uh, the older brother that was there with us, um, he was saying that, he hasn't moved. He's seen his dad move like that in 20 plus years. And so we just started being encouraged. Like all of us started like praising God right there in the middle of, you know, this big gigantic park, just praising God. And he, and he started crying. The, the son started crying. The older son, the daughter-in-law was crying. Kids kind of didn't know what was gone. The 17 year old, I think the daughter-in-law, she had her children there. And uh, I don't know if it was an aunt or another sister. I couldn't tell you. She was over there kind of watching the younger kids. And so we all started basically just rejoicing. We all started praying and just thanking God. Uh, so the fireworks start going off and we still started, we're just super encouraged. And, you know, it's dark outside and have, you know, he's running, he's kind of, when he's jogging around, it's kind of getting dark. You know, it's just starting to get dark before the fireworks. And so we're like just super encouraged. Uh, and so we go, okay, you know, and, uh, we just like, wow, you know, that's amazing that he, uh, was able to just move like that. You know, we came back and we just started talking about exalting God. And so this message today, even though that the church does what it does, okay, the church building, now I'm not talking the body of Christ. So I got to be able to distinguish to anybody who listens that the body of Christ the church in the body of Christ in the American Western idea are totally different the church building and the body of Christ are two different things the church building is a gigantic building or small usually has some Christians in there usually some unbelievers some false converts but I'm saying as the body of Christ that is the entire body across the spectrum of doctrine as far as if you believe the truth of Jesus Christ put you in that category and you're a follower you're a lover and you're a uh, and you try to follow him as a son following the father's footsteps, as a uh, as an apprentice following his master, as a obedient child. But somebody who says they're confessing Christian, and they know who Jesus is of some kind, and yeah, da, da, and all that. Okay, I'm not talking about that. I'm not putting that in the building category. But as far as the Christians, the body of Christ. Jesus followers, I encourage you to go out and make disciples, not sit in the pews or sit in the church. I'm not saying do not go to a church. If you believe there's a church out there for you that is preaching the truth, um, I know I have some issues with the church I'm currently attending, 
and I'm going to have a, you know, a conversation uh, with our new pastor and um, ask, just explain, like, you know, what's going, like, what does this say? What does this mean? You know, please, I, I'm trying to get understanding, but you're saying one thing and I'm looking at something completely different. Now, let me have understanding. Now, if there's somebody who's preaching another gospel, such as Joel Steve, all those cats that are on TVN, a lot of those cats on the Word Network, um, maybe some of the cats on God TV, which I've never watched, so I can't say totally, I'm saying maybe some of the people on there. And so, uh, yeah, find you a, a church that, you know, does make disciples, does preach the Word of God, and please, let's go out again. Let's go out again and, and make disciples. And, and if you're in the Fort Worth area or the Dallas area and you want to go out and lay hands on people and you want to get more understanding and, and uh, those things, please reach out to me. I mean, you can respond or reply to the podcast or anything of that nature. So please reach out and we'd be glad to... Uh, just bring you to some truth of what God is doing in our lives and uh, just some ideas to uh, go out and make disciples and just lay hands on people or just be encouraged uh, so we don't die in our pews. We know for a fact, if you don't, uh, maybe you're already there, but if you look, if you've been in the church for a hot minute or a while, uh, you understand and should understand or probably getting understanding that if you don't do anything, if you're not active in the body of Christ in any kind of form or fashion, uh, you could be spiritually dead. Now, I'm not saying that you can't be revived, and I think that's, I hope that uh, just listening and being encouraged and coming out with us, and, and uh, that, could, that could be the revival that uh, your spirit man is wanting and needing. Uh, maybe the Lord is dealing with you in certain areas. Um, if God is, is convicting you of something or bringing something to your heart or of going out or making disciples or fellowshipping or real family or doing life together and not playing church alone and just being a, the body, and please reach out. Please reach out. And uh, we'll get you connected wherever we can. Uh, maybe I can send you some videos and, and I'll just actually reach out to you and find other people in your area that you can go out with so um, hopefully I'll hear from you hopefully that you listen and uh, I just want to thank you for listening to this podcast I'm not making it super long and hopefully at one point the podcast will grow and uh, maybe I'll have people on here and have different discussions maybe I'll have a way of contacting or you can call in or whatever uh, I'm still pretty new at this so uh, I know I have like a few people subscribing uh, hopefully it'll be more and I'm not here to make you know millions of dollars I'm not even make here to make thousands of dollars I'm here to basically or hundreds of dollars praise God if that works out but I'm really here to just uh, say my message from my heart what God has dealt with me and dealing with me uh, internally and hopefully there's people out there that God is in uh, the midst convicting them or, or uh, chastising them in a certain area or bringing them to fullness or just a desire for more uh, than they're currently walking in. And so I just want to thank you again. Uh, thank you for just uh, being a part of this podcast. And 
hopefully uh, it'll be encouraging and you can pass this on to someone else. Uh, again, it'll come a time when I send out another message, but uh, I have to wait on the Lord to actually put something in my heart to do. So it might be a little bit like this one was, uh, but again, I hope and pray that you guys uh, just let God's love just pour out on you, just flow through you and, and just be encouraged uh, that God is still active and he's still moving. He wants his uh, He wants his glory to be seen by the unbelievers around us. And so living that lifestyle of true Christianity is good. And uh, walking in his truth is also very, very good. Uh, so I just thank you guys. So God bless every single one of you. And I hope that, uh, that this has a message uh, for someone out there. All right. Bye.